How do you envision Newport in ten, uh, 10 years from now? And specifically, what changes do you see? Tom Ingman. <laughs> That's a very unique question. Hopefully, uh, it will be more than just a white spot in the road. We'll have some commercial development at the intersection. We've got a perfect spot. The intersection of 494 and 61. All right, it's, it's 20 minutes from the airport. You're 10 minutes out of St. Paul. You're a half hour out of Minneapolis. It's an ideal location. It's alongside the river. We've got the land. We've got. We need the development. Right now, we don't have a whole lot of development. Uh, I like to see it as, as as still as a vibrant city. I don't think it's going to be a metropolis of anything, and I hope it's not annexed by anybody, because we're only thirty seven hundred. Other than that, uh, I'm I'm hoping that uh, you know we're still growing as a community. We don't have a whole lot of land to expand. If you look on the map, most of it's hillside. They can't build on a hill. But what land we've got is ideal. It's south of the A&W, it's north up by the, the freeway entrance. It's ideal. And I'm hoping that we can get some businesses that can come in and start using it, developing the land that we've got available. Um, Emily White? Um, I guess... Um I would agree with most of that. Um, we do have those sites. We have the Knox Lumber site. We have, um, you know, down where the NW was and, um, you know, also at the end of the Glen Road on the west side. Um, but I'd also like to see the small town charm stay, too. Um, you know, the shopping center is pretty much our, our hub. Um, the Polta building, which is now called Newport Plaza, I believe now. I just still call it the Polta building. Um, you know, we've got businesses there too, and um, I'd like to see some more streetscaping. We've talked a little bit about that down by Knox Lumber. But I want to keep that small town charm, and because we can't really grow much more in population, um, we're pretty much where our growth needs to be is in our businesses. And first of all, keeping the businesses we have and trying to do what we can to keep them there. And I think if, if we can all muddle through this downturn, I think things will turn around. Um, Barb Wilczek. Well, I agree with what the prior two have just said, um, and I'm amazed Emily didn't remember this, but in 10 years I hope we have the Red Rock going through. Um, that will definitely help our community and businesses and, and residents, and, and I hope that will definitely be there in 10 years. The other thing I think we'll see within the next 10 years is um, a senior housing, more senior housing. Um, we're still working on getting senior housing in on the old public work site. Um, again, with the economy downturn, it's been really hard to get anything going. Um, so that would be one of the other things. The other thing I would hope in the next 10 years, we are we have a new city complex or will be planning closer to getting a new city complex might take us almost 10 years probably to get that done. Um, we don't have the financing right now to do that. We don't have the means to do that. We need to wait a few more years before we can even consider that. But I would hope in 10 years we would have that done. Bill Sumner? There's been so much talk lately about the development for Newport. I want to take a moment and focus on what's currently good about Newport, and that is it's largely and primarily, and it's going to continue to be a residential area. I've been in Newport for 15 years. I have had a chance to enjoy living there, and part of it is the, the small town feel. 
I think that we need to continue to support the current businesses. There is a lot of talk right now, and there is some lack of understanding about the pressure that's being put on the current businesses by the current administration. I happen to have been contacted by a group that, the, of the local businesses, and they do have some very legitimate concerns. One of the reasons that they're not speaking out is they don't feel that it's, they're free to speak out. They feel that there's quite a bit of retribution and retaliation by the current administration. I would hope that that, that type of an attitude changes, and I hope that that doesn't take 10 years. I hope that that changes very quickly, and it's part of my reason for running to change that attitude. There's a lot of talk about development. There are three large sites in Newport. However, those sites are all owned by other individuals. The city does not have any additional land to develop. If the people that currently have that land wish to develop it and they've been denied that opportunity by the current council, then we have a problem there. If they're satisfied with the use that their land currently has, then we're, we're spinning our wheels in trying to develop land that's not available for development. So I think in 10 years, Newport's still going to be a quality location on the corner of 61, 494, close to major portions of, of the cities. I'm less than 10 miles from downtown St. Paul where I work. I hope to be able to stay in Newport for a very long time but I have concerns about the way that things are running currently and about the pressure that's put on people by the current administration. Terry Johnson? Well, I, nothing anybody said I can't argue with, honestly. I mean, there is, <clears throat> there's only so much you can say about certain items. But I can take and go on a different avenue, and if you uh, you know want to take and look at how our present city council wants to run things and go by the 2030 comprehensive plan, which I have a nice little handy-dandy copy of, you'll see that some of the items on here have changed considerably. And like uh, with the new city hall, they're talking about a uh, possible library in there. We have a church that's a library. I don't think we need another library in Newport. Uh, sidewalk, uh, sidewalk community. Yeah, okay, uh, I don't see how that's going to work unless we eliminate the businesses that are on that side of the highway now. And by reading this stuff, uh, I've noticed that there is not a lot of say in here about present businesses. It's all new businesses. And this is where the issue is, is <clears throat> the old businesses feel slighted, and we need to take care of them before we worry about taking care of something else. And that's how I feel about the whole thing. Stephen Lance. Well, I agree with most of, most of everything here. Um, yes, we do have a lot of areas that we can go and develop and have developers look into and maybe possibly talk to the people who already own them. And maybe they can give them a good price and sell them to these companies that want to be here. Um, as far as our comp the businesses that are currently in town, uh, maybe we should be looking at getting them more information as to how they can go and build their businesses bigger and better uh, as far as signage. Right now in the Newport Center, I've talked to a few of the people that are company businesses there, and they're having resistance with the current owner 
about signage. They can't get a sign out there so that they can go and have their businesses sought after on Highway 61. Uh, the current owner will not put a sign up there for them at all. And that's a big reason right there. And I've talked to a few of them, and they're like, they're looking right now, they're just holding on, praying to God that they can stay there long enough until another opportunity comes along, and they're going to leave because we got one owner who will not help out their businesses that are currently in there and making them profit. Um, and there's always room for improvement. I mean, the Newport Center... Sure, it, we could help them out by maybe getting a developer in there, or maybe the person who owns it could help develop it better and make it a better, more of a sidewalk-friendly atmosphere. Because right now they're th- working on foot traffic. There's no foot traffic there. We're not a community that has a lot of foot traffic. It's a lot of drive-by, and you have to be able to see it that way. We don't have the grocery stores, and we don't have the little small mom and pa restaurant. Well, we do. A small mom and pa restaurant, but they're only open till two o'clock. There's nothing after two o'clock as a restaurant for this community. We need to look at something like that where there's a restaurant, something that family can go to in the evening and sit down and have a good dinner at a reasonable price. And that's where I kind of see Newport going. It's still keeping that small town feel, and that's what we need to keep. And it is a small town. That's why a lot of people, everyone in this room came here and stayed here and it's a small town and that's what we all love about it all right does anyone want to respond oh yeah all right right. number one the this tommy number one the um the owner of the shopping center is not holding anybody back from signage that's the city that's holding people's back from the signage it's a single owner and the restaurant happens to be open until seven o'clock at night in the newport center Okay, I mean, it's just a point of view, but uh, the shopping center is, is is owned by one one family, and uh, they're tied pretty close to the drugstore as well. Anybody else want to talk? Well, just one. Uh, um, sorry. Oh, I'm Emily White. <laughs> sorry. Um, just one quick thing. I think the signage that they're talking about is the highway signage, which is the state highway signage that you have to pay for that, and I think that's probably what they're talking about. The one that says Newport Center. Oh, I see what you mean. So what they're what they what they're looking for is a sign that would have business names. On. Okay, I got it. Okay. Well, this is Barb Wilczek. Um, I ju- I'll just make a comment on the comprehensive plan. Um, the comprehensive plan is a planning document. It's designed for future growth. <laughs> so it probably isn't going to say a lot about the current businesses in there. It does talk about what our plans are for the future and I think the sidewalk thing is something that many people have brought up that they do want sidewalks, they do want to be able to walk, they do want to be able to walk to the to the shopping center and go to the drugstore and stuff and so sidewalks and streetscaping and stuff is another way that we can make it a nice friendly small town and get people out and if we take pride in the way our city looks we will attract more businesses and more developers and more people so it's definitely a reflection of the pride in our community Um, And a comment on the sign ordinance. Most of the comments I've heard about the sign ordinance have been around the temporary signs. And we had to put that in basically out of necessity because there were businesses that were making some, you know, hand-printed signs and plastering them all over the city. And 
people were putting up temporary signs on their stores and then leaving them there for a year until they were ragged and torn. And, you know, I, I don't want the government to be involved in everything. I don't think that's right. But, unfortunately, sometimes we have to do that in order to keep our community looking good because if you don't keep up on some of that stuff then it just is a poor reflection on the business it's a poor reflection on our city it's a poor reflection on the citizens and I, I just don't think that's that's a good reflection uh, Bill Sumner oh the signs issue is a very important one there's a lot of businesses that would like to be able to put a, a small banner out there and the city charges them fifty dollars to do so now that seems to be a little bit like extortion to me it costs the businesses to produce that sign they put the signs out there to let potential customers know that they have products that are available for the customers and in order to pay that fifty dollar fee they have to sell an extremely high amount of product just to cover the cost of that sign money that goes to the city i don't see where that the city needs to get involved in doing something like that. Now, as far as ordinances that restrict junkie signs, that's reasonable. And the ordinance can and address that. It can say we require professional quality signs. That's all it has to say. Or it can go farther. It can say you can't put raggedy signs all over the city and leave them out. But I have heard it often said at the council meetings that we really hate to make these laws that hurt the innocent people, but we've just got to do it to get the guilty people. Well, that's unfortunate. Then it's a very bad law if it picks on the, on the rest of the community, if there's only a handful of people that it needs to deal with. That's unacceptable kind of lawmaking, and that is what's going on in Newport right now, and that is what I do not like. Uh, Terry Johnson. Well, I'd like to reiterate on one thing for Bill that uh, <clears throat> on these signs that every time a company owner puts a sign out, it costs him $50. So if you put a sign out for an advertisement for this one week and you do it the next week and you do it the next week, you're talking about $100 down the drain that you have to pay to put out a sign which I feel is wrong. That owner is trying to raise business for himself. He's been st stuck behind this immaculate road that we have that basically ran runs right through down through town. And, you know, Tom just rolled his eyes on that. I, <laughs> it, it, it's a bad design, Tom. We all know it. But we got, we're stuck with it. we got to live with it. And we have to do our best on it. And that's why I feel that a, a business owner shouldn't have to pay $50 every time he puts a sign out because we have there are issues with that as for back on the comprehensive plan yeah it's a dream oh it's a beautiful dream uh... and i have plenty of stuff in here highlighted and underlined and question marks to it that state require high quality businesses well who determines a high quality business if we have a business that comes into newport that generates revenue for our town to me that's a high quality business we don't need to take and sit there and say well we can't have you there because we don't like you. We can't tell our clo well, wait a minute. We already did tell our car owners that they cannot do any more than 10, 10 or 20 percent um, repairs on their buildings versus the revenue that they make. There is a there is a I got it written down. I'll, I'll dig it out that uh, <clears throat> we put on them so they can only increase the value of their property by so much, and that. Uh, 
That's wrong. I don't care if he's a car dealer. The man's making money for our town. The other car dealer's making money for our town. That's what we need. We are not going to be a big, immaculate town that's going to take and call in a buyer lease for a grocery store because we don't have enough houses in this town to call for that. Woodbury does. Cottage Grove does. We don't. And we're never going to be there. Well, if everyone's kind of said their piece, I actually, um, that kind of leads into a question I'll let jump ahead. I'll jump ahead to. Um, the question is, on what grounds would you decide whether you would encourage or discourage a particular business from coming to Newport? So um, first, Emily White. Um, well, I would try to encourage any business from coming to Newport um, and certainly not discourage. Um, the only one that's really come before the consul um, that we denied that came to the consul was the Comcast um, business on the um, 7th Avenue and Glen Road. And that was because all they wanted to do was um, pave the parking lot. It wasn't giving any, it wouldn't give any new revenue to the, to the city because it's just going to be a parking lot. There wouldn't be any business there as such, just a parking lot. Um, discouraging, um, there isn't much that we would discourage. I mean, we look at it to see if it meets, um, you know, our code and so on and so forth. But usually by the time it gets to the council, it's already, you know, gone beyond that. Um, I know we've really been encouraging the sites that we've got open, especially the Raceway to Fun. Um, and there were a couple of developers that came in with some very good plans for that that we were encouraged to see. But then part of that was the reason they didn't uh, pursue it was the cost of the land, which has now come down significantly from what he was first asking, and then also to put the sewer and water in there um, because of the distance it had to travel and because it's solid bedrock underneath. So we actually were trying to come up with some idea of how we could put that in, um, you know, for the city to help with that, whether it be a TIF district or something like that, but then it, it never came to fruition. Um, Barb Wilchuk. Well, I would certainly never discourage a business from coming to Newport. Um, there seems to be this notion out there that we're discouraging them, but what what's happening is people are coming in and uh, proposing businesses in areas that don't fit the zoning. It's not allowed by the zoning ordinance. And so in order to get that, they would have to request a zoning change or a conditional use permit. And because of that, um, it, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of money. You have to draw up plans. You have to go through a lot of stuff in order to actually go through all that. And so um, we've, we've talked to people and we've said, well, it doesn't fit the zoning. So um, if you want to, you can make an application and come before the council and ask for a zoning variance. Um, most of them don't bother to do that because it is a lot of work. And if it's against the zoning, the chances are it's uh, not going to go through. The zoning is based on what a lot of what the citizens say. The citizens don't want more car dealers on Hastings Avenue. They don't want um, parking lots on Hastings Avenue. We've zoned it the downtown area so that we can attract more uh, retail type stores like the, the coffee shops, the bakeries, and, and you know more things like that instead of parking lots. Um, I've never had a citizen come to me and say we need more parking lots on Hastings Avenue. We need more uh, car dealers on, on Hastings Avenue. Um, that's why those kind of things are not allowed there right now. They certainly could come to us and ask for a variance 
they haven't done it, so I wouldn't say that we're discouraging them. They just haven't decided that it was worth pursuing. Bill Sumner? Discouraging businesses. I think that there's a pretty good example, and, and I'm reluctant to use specific examples of existing businesses because the businesses, as I previously said, are afraid of speaking out because they have been retaliated against by the city administration. They have spoken up, and the next thing that they have seen is the city economic, no, not the economic director, the zoning fella who just left the city but who was set on them like a dog and made their lives extremely difficult. A lot of people have had him come to their place of business or to their homes and made their life extremely difficult and often it seems as though it's in retaliation for something that they've dared to raise a question about. That is completely unacceptable that we're paying for something like that and having him turned on us like a dog. Now I believe that there's a business that currently exists in town. They bought a different piece of property. They wanted to expand their business and I understand that they were not allowed to do that. You hear these stories and I don't know all the details, but you hear these stories, and you hear enough of the stories, and you begin to realize that there must be some truth to the matter. And at the last council meeting, we had a very lively discussion in which people were saying, I never hear that any of the businesses have any problems. And I think that the people at the council have to understand that they're viewed as, unfortunately, part of the, part of the problem. I have been attending council meetings for three years, and I have attempted to speak out, and I have been some uh, shut down in some of my conversations. I have gone to community meetings where we were talking about the plan and development, and I raised some questions, and the mayor snapped at me. That's not how you encourage dis uh, discussion. Where else do people discuss issues unless they come to the council meetings. It's very restricted apparently on what can be discussed at council meetings and if it happens to turn against what the current desired discussion is allowing then you get shut off. That doesn't encourage people to come forward to the to public discussions, public forums. So I am concerned that the businesses have legitimate concerns. There's no place, there's no avenue to address these concerns. They don't come to the council meetings because they're afraid of being rebuked and attacked afterwards. That needs to change. And I am certainly committed to making changes along those lines. I think that there are plenty of businesses that would be glad to move into an area with this geographic location. Now, on the area where the raceway to fun is, I also understand that there's another problem with development, and that is the pipeline is underground up there. Is that true? Do you guys know that for sure? So that does restrict what can go in there. I would love for something similar to the Carlson companies to come in and put a 20-story office building in there with multi-million dollar piece of property. That would generate a lot of revenue. I would also love to date Anne Margaret, and I don't think either of those two things are going to happen. I think we have to be very realistic on what we can bring into Newport. If you bring a car lot in, they can pave that, and if eventually down the road somebody from New York City with billions of dollars comes in and decides this is the perfect location, you can make use of a car lot and put a building in the center of it, or you can plow a car lot up and turn it into something more substantial in the future. 
but to not get the to to not allow any development to occur is very unfortunate. And another thing that happens is when you fight with and cause difficulties for current businesses, those business people are in the circle of other business people. And if they talk to their friends and say, my God, it's a nightmare. I've spent thousands of dollars fighting the city with lawyer fees. They've been after me on everything I do. Don't come here. They're a terrible place to do business. Yet, on the other hand, if they get a lot of support and if they get encouragement and if they at least don't get harassed by the city officials, they go, yeah, this is a good place. It's got a good location. They'll support you or at least they won't interfere with you. If people in the city think that it's so easy to run these businesses, I encourage anybody on the council to throw their money and all their time and all their effort and bring in exactly the kind of business that Newport needs. I would gladly support them. But until that happens, I think you're very treading on very dangerous grounds to limit and to regulate and to restrict and interfere with businesses that want to operate. Terry Johnson? Well, I dug through my little information here, and like I was saying about car dealerships, uh, there's a moratorium that Newport has passed, and I got the info on it that uh, they can't put any more than 10% uh, put in 10%, any more than 10% into their buildings and what the value of their property is per year. So that tells me if you can't, in, if you can't fix your buildings, you, you're going to go under. So right there that tells me straight up that we are not very user-friendly towards a car dealership. And some of the car dealerships have been there for quite a while, and we're trying to push them out the door. To me, that is wrong. That right there is bullying a business owner, without a doubt. We also tried to pass through, which luckily got shot down. That we would have had to give uh, the car dealers would have had to give ten percent of the uh, uh, what is it? Oh, a twenty dollar car uh, fee for every car they sell to go to Newport because we sold a car. Thank God that got shot down because that would have been another issue on a small business owner. Oh yeah, you can look at me like a deer in the headlight, but it's it's all been there. Trust me. I've been doing a lot of digging on this. That's why. Um, you talked about zoning. Well, I can tell you, I've been living here since 96. I, I tore my old house down. I built a new house in 2000. The zoning was one way. 2006, the zoning was changed to a different zoning altogether. So, yeah, we can do what we want around here with the zoning. It's it's already happened, and I never knew about it until the other day when I was doing some research, and I found that it was changed through, which maybe should have been brought up to the people that live in town to know that uh, you're getting something changed on you without uh, any reason. Also, uh, the business that is looking at or wants to go to Knox was told straight up by... Our people in our beautiful uh, city hall, full-time people, that they do not meet what we have plans for our long-planned future for building on the Knox property. The only thing I can see anywhere on there for the Knox property that would be coming up would be the Red Rock Line, which, don't get me wrong, isn't a bad deal. But, okay, we put a parking lot there, you put a train station there, people get on and off. Uh, where's the revenue? another parking lot for Newport. So I don't think that's a great idea for us either. Stephen Lands. Been so long I forgot the whole question. <laughs> you want me to repeat it? Please. All right. 
On what grounds would you decide whether you would encourage or discourage a particular business from coming to Newport? The grounds. Well, that's a good question. Um, there's a lot of information that, I guess I don't know information, but maybe we should be looking at what they can bring into the city of Newport. If they're bringing in 100 uh, new jobs, maybe that's something that we should look at. If they're looking at Maybe we can. They can use the Knox building as it stands, not have to do any extra money putting into it because Knox building is not a bad-looking building. It's already bricked up, it's decent. But if they can do something in there and bring in some, bring in some, generate some revenue, I think that'd be a good idea. Um, as far as everything else, it's it's it should come down to if the owner wants to upgrade his property let him upgrade it i mean it shouldn't there shouldn't be a property value assigned to all right you can only do it per 10 percent i mean that's like saying that you're going to reside your whole house and re-roof your house and put new windows in your house and new doors in your house well i'm sure that's gonna be well over 10 percent of the value of your house and it's going to generate a whole heck of a lot more uh property value and if you put an addition on well there's another one. So you're telling the business owners they can't do anything, but the homeowners can do whatever they want. It's kind of a double-edged sword right there. Um, <clears throat> I know I was told by the mayor during one of the uh, informational meetings that was part of the new planning commit, planning thing here for 2030 that where they were looking for the putting in the, uh, that they were talking to Viola about putting their uh, new city of Newport, the city hall, right there. And I asked him about another area, and he said, well, there's a, I told him that there's already a business there. It's bringing in revenue. The people are there. Sure, it's not the best-looking building. Granted, it should be condemned or something and replaced <laughs> would be great. Um, but he goes, it's only a buck and a quarter. I mean, is that what you're going to tell everyone that that's your that's a business here your building's only worth a buck and a quarter we don't care about it It, we should be working with them and trying to help them uh how i'll put it make their buildings look better if that's the problem because apparently that's the problem is that businesses are looking at potential areas within the community and then they're looking at oh viola's over there the business, the building looks like a buck and a quarter. We don't want to build there. We don't want to be here. If they keep looking at that stuff and the city's not helping us, helping the community out within itself, then maybe we're looking at the wrong direction altogether. We need to look at something else completely. It's my turn. Tom Ingeman. <laughs> <laughs> I, as far as encouraging new businesses to come in, I'd do whatever I could to encourage someone to come in. And as I'm sitting here thinking, and I was thinking this morning when I was taking a shower, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea for the new administration, whoever it is that comes in, to set up a liaison between the city council and whatever business community activity there is out there. In other words, there used to be a business group that met for lunch. 
big deal to have lunch once a week or once a month or whatever. Nothing happened. They did nothing. If you're going to have a business association, they should be there to do something. There should be a city liaison that should be assigned to that group. If the business community has a problem, they should be able to go to that person and present their feelings to the city. Right now, it is a fact. A lot of the business community feel that they will be retaliated against by speaking up to the city. There is a groundswell of folks that don't like what's going on now. From the paid-on-call people, to the elected officials, to the full-time people. Uh, I was just, it's, it's out there, and it's, and it's something's got to happen. And we need to encourage businesses to come here. And right now, when a business wants to come, they say, come on, we'll give you all kinds of things. We've got a We've got an economic development person that I haven't seen any economic development. He's been with the city for quite a while, right? Has he brought in enough business to pay for his salary? No. I could come up with brilliant ideas, but they don't go anywhere. My wife can tell you that. <laughs> okay. But you have to have some realistic things that are possible, and you have to fulfill them, and you have to complete them. Okay, we can do that. We're not that small. We're not big, but we're not that small. All right, when my kids went to Woodbury High School, they were proud to be from Newport. Okay, I'm proud to live in Newport, and I don't want it to see it go away. But I have a feeling right now, the way we're to the business community, things aren't going good. We need a liaison. We need somebody to get out there and talk to the business community, and not talk down to them, talk to them. They're, not everything's going to go their way. You're going to listen to what they say and say, we'll see what we can do. I may be wrong, you may be right. Maybe there's a compromise in the middle. Temporary sign ordinances during the construction. The city could have eased up a whole lot on that rascal, but they didn't. Their say was, well, the business are going to go out of business anyhow. That's not what they want to hear. Highway 61 has been in construction for 10 years. Okay? And the biggest thing we ever see in the bulletin or the newspaper is, hey, we got a fancy color on a bridge. We got two pet bridges nobody walks on. It's a marvelous addition to the city okay we need to make this community grow and things for people to be proud of and it just bugs the living daylights out of me when you know, people just bow, browbeat you down say Newport Hawk what are you there for that's where I live it's my home okay I. Right. Anybody else want to come back? Yeah. Yep, I do. Oh, Emily White. Um, a couple of things. Um, first of all, the comprehensive plan that we just finished up now and the one before was not a city council document. It was a community document that involved public hearings from um, that all the citizens of Newport were encouraged to attend. We did have citizens that attended from this last one. There was two different... Um, 
what do you call it, open house sessions, whatever. There was two different ones. Um, and, and it is a document that you just kind of look forward to. Um, or, you know, look ahead to see what, you know, your big dreams might be for the city. Um, secondly, the sign ordinance is, um, um, the sign ordinance um, was also something that the business community participated in. There was members of the business community that were on the um, committee that did it. It wasn't a council thing. It was a committee that worked on this. Um, and the business association had been active for years and years. And before Bruce Domagowski left the bank, he was the president, and, and he attended all of our council meetings, too. And he was the liaison from the business community to the city council. The city has our economic development director who visits the, the businesses on a regular basis and presents a report to us. Um, and also there was someone else that would go with him occasionally, too. Um, I guess that's all I've got. Barb, anybody? Yeah. Um, Barb Wilcha. Yeah, um, I guess... It, it, you guys are hearing a lot from the businesses, and I understand there are businesses that are not happy with us, and I understand that they're not happy. They're not happy because things haven't gone their own way from what I've seen of most of them. I'm not going to say that that's the case on any of them, all of them, but most of them are not happy because we're enforcing things like the building codes. We're enforcing things like stormwater runoff so that their water isn't running off onto other people's property. Things like that that they don't like that we're trying to enforce. If if people don't like the zoning, they should say something, and we'll talk about it, and we'll change it. But just saying that we're not allowing these businesses is just not fair. Um, the 10% expansion on car dealers, that's not entirely true. It's You can't expand a business more than 10%. Expand a business, not improve. Expand a business more than 10% if it's a nonconforming use, which means it doesn't apply to the zoning that's there. So if they want to change the zoning, they can request the zoning change. It applies to more than car dealers. It applies to any business that's a non-conforming use. So just to clarify that a little bit. Bill Sumner? I'm so glad you brought up about watershed because that <laughs> is the whole reason that I started to attend city council meetings. In 2005, in July of 2005, Coming off of the slope that the council, or excuse me, that the city maintenance building is on, a massive erosion occurred up there, and it rolled through a ravine that's been in existence and caused terrible problems for people living on that ravine for decades, and it hasn't been addressed. And it came down, and it blew into Valley Road, across Ford Road, a massive ten of thousands of cubic feet of slop and muck blew into that part of town and it took days before the city maintenance people got the ditches cleaned out and that just kind of is the way that things happen but then in October of that same year 2005 we had a massive snow, a rainstorm and it came down and it flooded several of my neighbors and I became very concerned for our neighborhood. And I discovered that there is an erosion site up on the city property. Have you, either of you two been up there and looked at that? How big would you say that is? Am I overstating by 
two, three hundred feet by fifty feet by thirty feet deep. I asked at one meeting to have that quantified and was told that it would be, but it's never happened. And I know that the city has gone to the South Washington County Watershed District finally after all these years, only because I went down there and raised such a stink about it. And I understand that they say that there's no money to deal with it, but I think that putting more effort into having a community service officer going around and people peeking into people's backyards while this is a known problem on city land. If that had occurred on anyone else's land, I cannot imagine how the city would have dealt with them. And here we've got that problem on the city land. And if it goes to South Washington County, which it has, it's my understanding that they're willing to address perhaps the top 50% of a 100-year storm. So that anything less than the, the top percent is going to continue to come down that area and endanger homes along that site. There's a commercial piece of property on the north end of the block where the clover and the bank are. That, that property is going to be a recipient of, of that wash-off. And I just think that the priorities are slightly out of whack that that hasn't been dealt with adequately. And that's just one example. Okay. Well, let's try to get back to um, the business issue. So we're talking about the businesses. Did you want to respond on that or nope. anyone else? I just figured we have more questions. Okay. Us. Yeah, more questions, definitely. So, uh, Barb's room. All right. Um, well, this is um, just kind of a quick question, but on what we've been talking about, and this has kind of come up, but are you affiliated with the Concerned Citizens of Newport Group, and uh, what do you think of their aims and their approach? Okay. Um, Barb Wilczek. Um, I'm not affiliated with the group. Um, I have learned who several of the members are, and, and as I've said, I think um, some of the folks in there, I, I applaud them for their efforts of wanting to be a watchdog for the government. I think that's great. I mean, we need more of that. Um, but I think some of them are um, just, they're un unhappy because we have been enforcing our ordinances and stuff, and I don't think they've gone about it in the right way of getting things changed. Um, I I've never had them come before me or tell me or come to the city council officially and say anything. Um, certainly if I would have heard from some of these people that it was that horrible, um, I certainly would have done something. I, I can't help people that we don't give them the answers they want. I have to give answers that, uh, that apply for the entire city of Newport, not just for these people and their businesses. I would love to encourage these businesses to grow, but if it's not what the rest of the city wants, then um, I have to go with what is good for the entire city. Uh, Bill Sumner? Yes, the Concerned Citizens of Newport have contacted me and asked me to allow them to support me. They believe that because I have been involved with the city as far as attending meetings and voicing concern, they know that that I will at least take that much initiative. There are a lot of people who say, even when the floods occurred and their homes were flooded, they said, why go down there? They're not going to do anything. There is a very strong feeling that there is no positive response out of the city hall, that a certain few people's agendas are being met, and if you're not part of that little group with your agenda matching theirs, you don't count. So they have asked me, 
they look at my bus business background, my community involvement. I'm involved with Stone Soup Thrift Shop, have been for many years, serve on the board of directors, understand the business aspects, know how tough it is to run a business. As a tax auditor, I look at hundreds of businesses. I see the detail on businesses. I talk to these people. I know how it, tough it is to run a business. I know a lot of people that are CFOs, CEOs, accountants, and I talked to him about this issue with the, with the new city hall. Now, granted, we may need a new building, but the reasons that are given, such as it's going to attract businesses, do not square. It just doesn't square. One of the comments I got was a guy who had been CFO of a company, 400 locations around the United States. I asked him, how often does it make a difference where you site based on what the city hall looks like? And he says, never, absolutely no importance on where I site my businesses. Another person said, frankly, he said, I'm only concerned about how much of an impact it's going to have on my property taxes. If you're a business and you're paying that, it's going to have an effect on your property taxes. If they can go somewhere else and not have that, they're going to be interested in that. And there's another a number of other issues as to why I don't want to support the new city hall financially. For one, Newport's got an income of around forty thousand dollars per person. Several hundred dollars a year or more to finance that is a major amount. That's a gallon of milk a week for a lot of families. Thirty percent of the kids in Newport school are on federal assistance for lunches. There's not a lot of extra money in Newport. Businesses don't want to be saddled with extra financial burdens of, of minimal, minimal importance to them. Terry Johnson? Could I, could I just interrupt for a second? Yeah. Can we stay on topic? Because yes, I'm having a hard time remembering what the questions are. Um, so could we stay on the topic of the question? Yeah. Sounds about concerned citizens. Yeah. All right. I'll try to enforce. <laughs> All right. Terry Johnson. Um. Could you ask the question again, please? Yeah. Um, are you affiliated with the group, the Concerned Citizens of Newport, and what do you think of their aims and their approach? Uh, yes, I am affiliated with them. Am I supported by them? I, uh, You know, they put a flyer out and they have their people that they're supporting, and I will support those people. But on the other side of that coin, I still put my hat in for running for city council, and I'm still going to be here for city council because I believe that everybody needs to hold everybody accountable for everything. And it's not all about big about businesses sitting there. There are other there's other people in there, concerned citizens like myself. That's why I'm running for city council. Yeah, okay. Am I stepping in for businesses? Absolutely, because they haven't been treated right. But is there a lot of stuff that's happened in this town that's changed since I've lived here? Definitely, and and it hasn't all been for the good. Absolutely not. I mean, we're spending money on stuff that we don't always need to spend money on, and that's where I come in with being with the part of that group is that you know concerned citizens is that is is exactly what we are we are concerned in the direction that our present city council is taking us for with this city and it's not they might say that they have the, all the information from other people that say what they want but uh, apparently they haven't been listening to me and the other people on the other side of the line because we don't follow the same way that they think that we need to go so that's why i'm in Stephen Lance. 
No, I'm not affiliated with this group. Um, I just realized Tuesday that there was a group, and then Wednesday, of course, everyone got the big flyer in the paper, so I'm like, huh, let's go see what they're all about. So I went online. Apparently there's only seven members. I'm not sure, but that's what your little website says, that there's seven members. I can't find out who they are unless you are a member of that affiliation. Um, but from what I saw for their little website is that it looked like a lot of emails back and forth. That was about it. So as far as knowing anything about them, I don't know anything about them. And I guess if that's one way of communicating back and forth with city council and the businesses, maybe that's one way of doing it or it's a good start. That's about all I got to say about that. Uh, yes, I, I know of them. Uh, I've been asked if they could endorse me for city council. And the information that I've gotten from the group is more that they're asking for respect. They can go down to the city hall and they could talk to somebody and they'd like to be able to talk to the person in a normal tone of voice and not be talked down to. Uh, most people... You can talk to them and get things done with if you talk to them and listen to them and listen to their concerns. But if I talk to you, I can tell whether you've turned me off, could care less about what I'm saying, or are talking down to me. And a lot of people are getting that impression when they go down to City Hall. We're talking about the people that are working in City Hall during the daytime. They also get the same impression from some people that have been elected. So that's why I'm saying what we need to do is we need to have a council person or a mayor or whatever that is connected to this business group of whatever, because there is no business association anymore, that can talk to the people and say, if you've got concerns, then we need to know. All right. Right now, a lot of people are afraid to talk to City Hall for retaliation of an overzealous code enforcement officer. And this happened. Okay? They're afraid to go down to City Hall and talk to a person that is theoretically very accessible to be getting talked to or slammed on. It happens, and it's happened more than once, and people are tired of it. Okay? That's... But all I can say is, yeah, I'm aware, and they've asked to endorse me, and I said, yes, I'd be more than happy to take your endorsement okay. and bring the concerns to the city. Right. Emily White? Uh, no, I am not um, affiliated with them. In fact, the first I heard about it was last Thursday at the council meeting from one of our other council members. Um, I, I guess that's all I have to say about it. It's, um, it's news to me, and... Um, I think it was to most of us. Barb Wilczek? Um, I guess I don't have anything more to say on this subject.